word. You ready for the word today? Yes. All right. So our uh, we've been talking from the topic of uh, letting it letting it work, letting things work. You know, letting go of our controls, or as your graphic shows you, just kind of floating in the things of God. And so that doesn't mean that uh, it's, it's without us doing anything. The Bible says when you've done all you can do to stand, stand therefore. So that means there's things that's within our ability. So let's say if I want to harvest, I got to sow the seed, right? Like, I just can't be looking at the ground. <laughs> like, where's that tree? Well, that tree's not coming because there's no seed. But once I've done the seed, if I'm a farmer, like, I'm, I'm a water, right? but I'm not going underneath that ground and pulling that, that tree out, right? I'm going to let it work. I'm going to let uh, things happen the way they're supposed to happen, right? Right, and, and so that's the thing. There's a scripture in Psalm 4610 that we've talked about the last couple of weeks. It says, uh, be still and know that I'm God. So, so again, once I position myself, you know, I've given myself uh, to Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I've, uh, I've gone through baptism, right? I'm, I've gone through the, the indwelling of the spirit, the infilling of the spirit. I'm, I'm meditating on the word day and night, Joshua 1, 8, right? Right. Doing all that's written therein. So I'm not just meditating on it. I'm acting on the word, right? We've talked about that plenty of times around here at the church. Well, one time I'm doing all that I'm supposed to do, right? I'm favoring God's righteous cause, as it says in Psalm 35, 27, right? Once I've done that, I can trust God to do his part. I just got to let his part work. So, so I don't need to get antsy. I don't need to get in fear. I don't need to get, I don't need to panic. If God tells me to do something, there's a story in the Bible where he told the, uh, well, the disciples went out and they were casting out demons, believe it or not. I know that's, that's kind of uh, spooky to some of us in this culture, but that's the um, 1030 Sunday teaching, right? Break, breaking the spirit of torments. But, but they was casting out demons, but they, was, they ran into a level of demon they couldn't cast out. Now, he said, these come out by prayer and fasting. But the interesting thing is when Jesus went to cast out the demon, the demon went wild, right? And so, well, that's probably what happened to the disciples. They went to cast the demon out. He goes wild. They get intimidated, right? Go into fear. Oh, what are we going to do? So they think that their worry is going to help them, right? Jesus sees the same situation Almost like you finished. What did I tell you to do? Right? So this is the same thing. Like when God tells us something and when he tells us to walk by faith and not by sight, when he tells us to make adjustments in our life, well, the adversary is going to go wild at first in our life. Right? Well, we can't get intimidated. We can't get worried. Right? Different things just to start to happen. Right? But that's him trying to tempt us back into fear. He wants to get us back on his team, right? We learned that from uh, uh, 1030, right? Yeah. On Sundays, falling out of agreement. All right, so we just talking about letting things work, let, letting it, uh, just let it flow. And I gave you a few factors of, or a few keys to letting it work. Um, now I'm gonna go a little fast through this because this is review, okay? All right, so it says, uh, and this is all on video. All right, so it says uh, embrace the floating factor. So you can't be in control and float in the spirit. So embrace the, embrace the floating factor. Like, you know, you can't be trying to swim holding on to the rails, right? You just got <laughs> to let go, right? All right, so we have to embrace that. And the scripture, I gave you the scripture, Genesis 5, 16, walk in the spirit, you should not what? Fulfill the lust of the flesh. Phenomenal students here. What did I say? Galatians 5.16. Don't mess with the students at Ayers, right? Right, right. Don't mess with the students. Yeah. No, but y'all supposed to correct me like y'all did, right? All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm open to that. Not a problem. All right, and um, so I, I won't get into the, to that next part. We just gave you that. So take the possible steps. Number two was take the possible steps on top of seemingly impossible limit, limitations. Take possible steps on seemingly impossible limitations, right? You know, and um, of course the scripture says with man it is impossible, but not with God. With God, what? 
all things are possible. Good, good, good. You guys are flowing with the word. All right, but we gave you Matthews uh, 14, 22, and 32. And that was the story of Jesus coming out to the sea, walking on water. They thought it was a ghost. And uh, Jesus said, no, it's just me. And so Peter said, if it's you, bid me to come out on the water. He said, well, come on. So who spoke? Jesus, right? He spoke his word, right? So Peter acted on what? The word of Jesus. Walked out on the water. But then the storm, remember I told you, every time God tells you to do something, the storms start dancing and jumping and shaking. And he looked up, saw the storms, and started to sink. Why? He took his eyes off the word, and he allowed what? Fear, doubt, and worry in his heart. So he started to sink. And he called out Jesus, right? And he grabbed his hand. He picked him back up. He says, why did you doubt? He says, where is your faith? So what he's saying is I've already dealt to every man a measure of faith. No, that's in our living faith teaching, right? Our living faith class. Uh, they're doing that in our discipleship class on Sunday. But what? God has dealt to every man a measure of faith, right? Romans 12, 3. But we don't want that faith just sitting on the inside. We want it to come up. Right? So faith cometh or resurrects by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Right? But we don't want just to come to the surface, Gerard. We want to activate it. Faith worketh or is activated by what? Love. Love. Right? But then once it comes to the surface, we don't just want faith in a moment. We want faith in every aspect of our life. So the Bible says what? The just shall live by faith. All right, Romans 1.17. So that's what was so, he said, why did you doubt? Where's your faith? I gave you a measure of faith. All you need to do is use your faith. So he, after that, he picked them back up and the Bible says they walked back into the boat. So that means Jesus walked on water twice. I mean, Peter walked on water twice, right? I know y'all's going to correct me anyway, so. All right. All right, so number three is walk by faith, not by sight. Walk by faith, right? And that's uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, right? And we said you got to have a high wire focus, right? And that means people that walk high wires, look, I'm not even on a high wire, I'm trying to keep my balance. But people who walk high wires, they don't, have, the, the best, the greatest of them have no nets. Why? They're not prepared to fall. Fall is not an option. Most of the people that fall that, that do high wire acts have nets because they're prepared for what? Prepared to fall. And see, that's, that's how the adversary wants us. He wants us so worried we're prepared to fail, right, as opposed to walking by faith, okay, right? Just letting it all work out. All right, and then I uh, gave you that. Then I said organically grow and build, organically grow and build, right? Trust God's process, right? Just allow it to grow, right? You're on the tutors and governors until the appointed time of the Father. You're on the teachers and trainers when you come into the kingdom to learn how to operate in the kingdom. It's no different than, you know, when they come and they colonize, they colonize America. When they colonize it, they, 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 they had the uh, England's rule, so they sent ambassadors to a system in how to colonize America with their system. Once they learned how to operate their system over in England in America, well, then that ambassador can leave, right? Well, same thing. We were sent from the heaven realm to the earth realm to colonize the earth realm to create for God's kingdom, his rule to, for heaven on earth. That's Matthew 6, 610, right? For it to be on earth as it is in heaven, right? We pray that, we've been praying that prayer most of our lives, right? So what that's saying is, I'm living on the earth, but I'm operating in God's kingdom on the earth. I'm colonizing the earth, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Right, and that's another teaching on the kingdom. Uh, we probably don't have a whole lot of time for that. So, so organically grow and build. When I come into the kingdom, when I accept Jesus, everything just doesn't... <laughs> I snap my fingers and my entire life changed. There's a residue. That's why we talked about that old man being buried. There's a residue trying to take place. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, right? What happens? Are passed away. It didn't say they immediately went away. It says, it says what? Behold, are becoming new, right? 
or become new, right? So, so, so organically growing bill, you know, don't get, uh, don't panic and rush because somebody's out ahead of you or because somebody's doing something you wish you were doing or somebody's in a relationship you wish you was had. We cheat ourselves from valuable relationships getting antsy because someone else is doing something and then now we jump into something to parallel them as opposed to going at our pace. Like we might not be ready for that. Right, so we got to get out of comparison. The Bible says, dare not to compare yourself with yourself and others. Get out of comparison. Just go run your race, as Paul was saying, right? Finish your course. Like, let your situation work itself out. Let that person get out ahead. Now, when I was, when I was young, when I was watching cartoons, that was the tortoise and the hare, right? Right? I remember that one, right? And especially, you know, uh, with Bugs Bunny, you know, they, they did it a lot of, lot, lot of, a lot of humor. What, what, what? What did, did, didn't I just see you? Mm, could be a possibility. <laughs> right? And, and the tortoise would just be doop, 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 right? And, and the hair was constantly moving. He was just taking his time, going at his pace, right? I know that's a cartoon, it was one of my favorites. Mm, it's a possibility. All right, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we remember stuff, right, that we take in, okay? All right, so, uh, I th uh, and then we left off with stay off of birth control. That's what we left, stay off of birth control. Now, birth control is controlling birth. Now, we wasn't necessarily talking about children, even though if you want to put that in there, it's fine. We were talking about birthing purpose, right? And we said we got to watch being manipulative, see, now, now, we were talking about uh, the negative side of manipulation because all manipulation is not bad. So, we're talking about destructive coercion. You know, when I'm trying to coerce or I'm, or I'm being destructive, I'm, I'm, I'm operating in perversion. I'm trying to twist something. That's, uh, uh, I'm wicked. Wicked means twisted, right? Wicker furniture is twisted, right? When I'm twisting something from God's original design, I'm manipulating it to destroy its original purpose, right? So now I'm going to suppress its birth because it has to grow in the climate, in the harmony with the resources, support, and the diligence and discipline that it needs, right? I see, so, we, so that's different than constructive persuasion, which is, which is assisting people in a purpose, you know, when, when Jesus' mom said, he was like, woman, it ain't my time. Says, whatever you tell you to do, do it. She put him in a situation so he could perform the first miracle. She was, she was, she was what? Persuading him into purpose. Right? So, so somebody putting you in a situation where your gifts come out, that's different. But putting you in a situation that smothers your gifts or controls the birth of your gifts, that's dangerous. Yeah. Right? Because some people will stay on the shelf forever, Right? Because they don't want to, don't want to make a mistake, don't want to look bad, right? All right, all right. So, so those, those are different. So we have to stay off of that, and and we, and of course, pulling this from our Sunday teaching on uh, breaking the chains of torment, right? The adversary tries to get our minds to, uh, 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 flustered, right? He tries to get in our minds, because because in our minds he can get us to operate in fear and control birth. He tries to get us double-minded. So God reveals purpose to us. We locked in on purpose. The Bible says uh, the person has a hearer of the word. So we heard what God said, like what Peter did on the water, right? We heard him. It says, but if you're not a doer of that word, you're like a man or woman, male or female, that beholds themselves in a mirror goes their way, not his way, that narrow way. He just told you what, what your purpose to do. You got a peace. You know how you're in a situation, you go, oh man, that's it, all this time. Well, you got to keep going down that narrow way, right? Right? But the Bible says we behold ourselves, we realize these things, we're walking in a level of peace. It says he goes his way. So once you go off track of God's way, it says that person forgets what manner of man or woman they were. They lose sight of who they are. Now they're going to come double-minded. On the inside, something's telling them to stay on a narrow path. On the outside, because they've exposed themselves to manipulation, they're going in a whole different direction. So they're double-minded. Uh, their bodies here 
with compromise, right? But there's spirits on the other side of town. I know that's a song, and I didn't want to recite the song in, inside the church. <laughs> some, some, of the, some of the back of the day people know, know the song, right? All right, so, so, so we said this, how the Bible says this, the children have come to birth. They're at the brink of birth in what I purposed them, but they don't have the strength to bring forth. They don't have the strength to push it out. But, 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 but now again, I've never had children, so, so I got, I got a, a good consultant, okay? <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I notice how they're, hey, hey, relax. You relax, right? <laughs> right? But, 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 but what it is is because the tendency is to tighten up. When you got to let go. You got to let it work. The process has already been designed. But the pain is saying, ah, ah, you, you, you almost like become Hulk. Right? But, but you got to let go. And they keep, breathe. You breathe. <laughs> right? But, but what are they trying to get you to do? Right. Let go. Right? So you, you, you've come to birth. <laughs> but have, don't have the strength to let it go. Right? Does that make sense? And some people would just say, give me some medication, knock me out. Because if you leave it up to me, this child will never get here. <laughs> Why did you get me pregnant in the first place? <laughs> All right, so, 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 so this, is, this is what we ended uh, last week in, ter- in terms of just letting it work. Sometimes staying off that birth control and, and, and this, sometimes we control it because God is sending us tutors, governors, people to stretch us and challenge us. And sometimes, like, like if you've been manipulating ever since you was a kid, you know, let's say you was always uh, either daddy's, daddy's girl or, or mama's boy, or sometimes some of, us, some of us have not been in those categories. Let's say you were always the cute little kid, you know. You know, like, so no matter what, no one's paying you no mind. Why? Because you're the cute little kid. Oh, they just so cute. They just so cute. But you know, the cute little kid grows up and has thoughts and, and, and stuff too. So now they start playing off of the cute little kid. Could you buy that for me? You know, like, uh, you know, my wife trained him. I trained, trained, trained my grandkids ever since they was little. Grandpa, could you buy that for me? And that's cute. No problem. I'm buying it for you. As they get older, it becomes tougher because now their personalities kick in and, and whether they're going to be obedient or not. So now they do something bad, but they still flow the same way. Grandpa, could you buy that for me? No, I can't. <laughs> I can't endorse that behavior. Right? So, so how about this one? You can't get your way, you pout. You remember that? Remember when you used to pout? It was just two, it was just like like five hours ago. You don't remember? <laughs> it's just earlier this week. You don't remember pout? Yes. Oh, y'all don't think y'all pout no more? You need some witnesses? <laughs> right? So you pout, why? And on the inside, you've been trained that when I pout, people give me the attention I want and they make moves. Cause I'm making them uncomfortable because I'm pouting. But what am I doing? I'm manipulating. I'm not letting it work. I'm putting my hands on it when I pout. How about this? Are you expecting others to read your mind? You okay, brother? You all right, my man? Do we need to get you some water? <laughs> that was a different type of amen right there. I just, that was pretty special there. Look, that caught you off guard. You couldn't even control it, right? <laughs> right? But, but, but this is the thing, like, Think of the whole philosophy of expecting somebody to read your mind. Are you reading theirs? <laughs> I'm getting good class participation today, right, right, right? <laughs> right? And, and so, how about this? Carrying internal secret offense. So you carrying around offense, right? It's a secret. Only you know. The other person's supposed to be affected because you're offended, but they don't even know you're offended because they don't even know they offended you. You ain't even talk to them. Right? All this stuff stifles 
purpose. Because you weighed down with offense, not engaging a person that's supposed to give you what you need for you to fulfill purpose. All because you just don't want to go, you know what, when you said that, that hurt. You might not have intended to hurt, but I'm just telling you that hurt bad. And a person go, oh, wow, my, my bad, I apologize. And you can keep on moving and fulfilling purpose. But no, what you did is decide to stow away offense way over here. And then you, the person comes around you, hey, how you doing? All right. <laughs> and, and the person, I'm going to just use me. I don't have a clue of what it was. I'm not going to be a mad, but I'm just like, okay, where did that come from? <laughs> you know, write a sign on your forehead. You know, put some neon lights, you know, like a ticker ESPN. Let it go across. Today I'm feeling funky because uh, uh, Jimmy said something I don't like. Because I don't know. Right? Right? All these things are, are, are forms of manipulation. And it's stopping us from letting things work, right? Letting things play out. And I get it. Sometimes when you're going through stuff, you want people to know, man, I'm just going through. Well, then be vulnerable and say that. Don't punish people for that. Right? Just be vulnerable and say, man, I'm going through. And I probably need to get myself together, but I just want to let you know I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this right now. Okay? It's okay. It's okay. We're all growing up, right? They're probably going to say, I understand. I was feeling that way last week. All right, we can keep on going. Why right, we all go through stuff. I just had a fender bender. All right? And, and when I was sitting back there, I said, Lord, you set me up, didn't you? Because I'm going to have to use the fender bender for what I'm talking about. I got you. I got you. You want me to have the whole experience, virtual reality, right? You want me to really get into this. Okay. All right? See how the Lord just allows me to, use, you know, lay down my life for you guys. I had a fender bender just so we can all relate. Okay? All right? Dealing with some of the nonsense that's going to go with that. All right, so no nonsense. It's going to be smooth. All right, so we embrace, um, when we embrace the pressure to change, that's letting it work. Yeah. Right? You know, we, we, we got to stop playing the victim and just let it work. Like we, we, we stop too much. You don't know what I'm going through. Okay, wait a minute. Is it the same thing you've been going through the last seven times you've, you've said that? So, so that's, not me put, that's, that's not me putting a person down. That's a person I have to recognize. See, I'm going to go back to these little stories when I was a kid, crying wolf. You might want to save I'm really going through stuff for when you're really going to go through stuff. But every situation you're in, is you going through something? After a while, people go, here they come. Here they go. That's you see them? They're coming. Are they looking at they looking this way? Just don't look, don't look, look. Maybe they won't see us. Right? Because it's 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 almost like pig pen. You walking around with that everywhere you go, it's like remember I'm using all the cartoons. So y'all, y'all, y'all know the whole history of my life right now, right? The peanuts, right? Like had that soot walking around them. Well, you got that funk walking around you because it's, oh, 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 right? And, and so, so, so sometimes we, we're going through stuff, and, 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 and I'm going to get into scripture if y'all think I'm just making this up myself, but, but, but sometimes it's how we look at it, how we're processing it. And sometimes our default has been playing a victim because we've done that our whole lives. Right? We played the victim. See, it's the, dangerous, the, the dangerous thing about victims is they've convinced themselves, number one, that they're never wrong in their assessment of things. So they don't repent for anything, and they run from change. They just jump into a victim. No, no, they can't possibly be wrong. It has to be that they, somebody did them wrong. Almost every time. And I'm in this situation because of what they did. And that's why they, 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 they should be, you should see me as the victim because there's no way I could have done something different. And that's not a healthy way of looking at things, right? So, so, so in this process of letting it work, we must discover that stretching is necessary, yeah. Yeah. right? It's necessary. It's not a bad thing. Um, you get stronger when you, when you do that. Now, to, to allow yourself to be stretched, you got to watch the noise you hear. Don't, the, the Bible says in Matthew 24, don't be led astray. Matthew 24, 4. You can write that down just for the sake of time. We won't go there. Right? Don't be led astray. Right? 
the first Timothy four one, it talks about seducing spirits. Let's let's look at that one. We we probably want to look at that one, right? And I know that parallels to uh, what we've been talking about on Sunday, trying to fall out of agreement with these spirits that done jumped on our lives, right? So let's look at First uh, Timothy chapter four verse one. Say, say, I'm gonna let it work when you get there. <laughs> I just. <laughs> All right, my people, First Timothy 4, verse 1. All right, let it work. All right, it, says, it says, now the Spirit, that's a capital S, so it's talking about the Holy Spirit. So, so now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith. So it's, 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 some people are just going to depart from the faith, right? Right, it says, giving heed, look, to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So in the latter times, in the times we're in now, people will fall from the faith. If you hear some of the conversations I have, it ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. It ain't got nothing to do with God. It's somewhere else, right? And, and people have fell to seducing spirits, right? They've been led astray. And so now, what's the dangerous thing? When I'm led astray, Okay, so the Bible says is uh, Matthew 6. It says narrow is the way that leads to life and peace. How many people want life? All right, you got three people. All right. <laughs> How many people want peace? Amen. Okay, good, good. Got some more hands. Let's do it again because I know. How many people want life? <laughs> good. How many people want peace? Right? When you do that, you get in an agreement with what God says. So I'm, so I'm not trying to manipulate you or play games with you. I'm just trying to, you know, get you to start to line up with what the word says. All right? And so, so the Bible says there's a narrow way to life and peace. It's as broad as the way that leads to destruction. Right? In Matthew 6. Right? All right. So now if I'm on the narrow way, there's not a lot of people there. Right? The Bible says this. It says not many Go thereby. There's not a whole lot of people. So, so think about how we, we have this affinity to follow the crowd. But the crowd is not going in our way. Right? But, but, or, or like, you know, when you're driving, I've said this before, but, you know, when you're driving, everybody's in this long line, and you have a tendency to get in the line when you could have just stayed in this lane and got where you were going. And then when you get up there, you're like, man, all this time. <laughs> I should have just, I, I was waiting all that time. I should have just put, so, so what I'm saying is God's way, especially for us as individuals, because we have a customized purpose plan, it ain't looking like everybody else. But we can be so enticed and seduced, and once we're seduced, we are following their way. Why? Well, can two walk together unless they be agreed? So the person has to not only seduce you, get you to be in agreement, get you to buy in. Now you're walking that way. Remember on the outside, but on the inside, you're feeling a conviction because you're, you're leaving your path of life and peace. So now you're going to deal with torment. You're going to deal with worry. You're going to start making excuses. You're going to act like things are going well and they're not. But humility says this wasn't the right way. Right? That's what humility says. Man, this ain't the move. I, I, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. You can stay here if you want, but <laughs> this, this I don't, I don't, I'm not even comfortable out here. I, <laughs> you know, I got to get back to life and peace. Right? That's what humility does. Pride says, well, you know, if it really works out, kind of works out, possibly works out, looks like it's going to work out. Well, it's not really that bad. But what I'll do is I'll just tell people it's cool and it's just like it's cool. No, it's not. You're being tormented. You got to play the victim. You're getting offended easy. Right? You, all these little, you're snapping on people. It's everybody's fault. That only happens on this road because you don't have life and peace, right? When you're on this road, you got life and peace. Stuff's not happening. Like, whatever. God's going to work it out. <laughs> you see the difference? All right, okay, good. All right. 
So, so we don't want to be seduced because it'll take us off God's plan, right? Now, Mark chapter 4, because this is... I'm going to tell you, I really do not like the fact that I've been breathing hard lately. Especially after fast weeks. So I'm going to have to really put in some work. All right, so Proverbs 4, I mean Mark chapter 4, verse 28. Because remember we just said, let it play itself out. You know, we have a part to do. Now, when we talked about that seed, you plant the seed and you just let it grow. So verse 28 says this. It says... For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. Right? You heard that. This is pretty much on its own. Then after the semicolon, it says, it breaks it down. First the blade, then the ear. After that, the full corn in the ear. So that's organically growing. So if you allow it to operate in this process, anything planted will grow. You got to let it work itself out. The Bible says they to be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts. When you plant yourself, you, it's, you're designed to evolve into what God purposed you to do and to eventually flourish. You just can't get pulled out. Like, like if you're the plant and you're planted and seducing spirits start to pull you over here. Well, you're not planted now. And then seduce the spirits to pull you over here where you're not planted. Man, you can't take a tree and just keep jumping it around all over the place. It has to stay planted. Guess what? You know, this, this stuff out there, all this weather happens. Rain, storms, winds. Man, these trees are ridiculous out here. We was looking at some property before we got this 21 uh, acres. We was looking at 33 acres near when we used to live in Mount Holly. And so we walked the land with the guy. And so the guy says, uh, he said, yeah, I cleared all this out. He said, but this is like maybe the second time I cleared it out. He says, I said, so before you cleared it out, how did it look? He said, you see all these trees here? It looked just like that. I said, what? He says, yeah. He says, I didn't plant nothing. I ain't put no seeds there. He says, the weeds become trees. No, trees, trees. We ain't talking about just tall weeds. He said, those weeds become trees. You just leave it alone. Leave land, get some land, just leave it alone. You don't got to plan nothing. Because it's designed already to produce and to build and to grow. And them trees are going, like the, uh, when we clear this out, you'll see all the property around here. But trees, there's trees all over the place. Ain't nobody doing up with that. Ty got to go out there and cut the stuff. <laughs> you know, but don't, don't it? Like you look up, it it's all over, it's on its own. Ain't nobody out there watering that stuff. We ain't fertilizing it, we ain't doing nothing. Because it's designed if you just let it work, right? It's just let it work. Now, when we're intentional, we get the fruit that we want. When we're not, we get whatever grows. But it's going to grow, right? See, see, Genesis 8 says, as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed, time, and harvest. The system is already set, right? God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that he shall reap. I'm, I'm sorry, I, uh, the scripture was uh, 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 Genesis 8, tw 22, I think it is. Seed time and harvest. Right? So, man, we just let it birth. Let it grow. Let it, let it work itself out. You know, because God set it up for us to have harvest time. You know, uh, James 4, 15 says, if the Lord wills. Man, if you line up with God and you listen to God and you understand what God's will is, right? Like, you don't have to, you don't have to keep uh, hustling. Remember, we talked about this uh, on Sunday. You don't have to hustle. You be holy. Just let it work. Let it play itself out. Right? Uh, Venetia was saying the other week when she was uh, taught swimming, uh, she was taught you have to float to live. Is that what you said? You got to float to live. We got to float in the things of God to live. We ain't going to, uh, my wife has a quote. Y'all created some artwork at our house and with her quote on it. And it says, we don't. So we don't need to know how, we just need to know that he will. We don't need to know how, we just need to know that he will. See, that's just letting it work. Once God has told me, uh, 
Uh, I know the thoughts I think towards you. They're not evil to bring you an expected end. Once I know God has no evil thoughts towards me, I can trust in God. Like I, I, can, I can have patience. Do God's will. Because scripture says you have need of patience. What? After you've done what? You might receive what? The promise. But after you've done what? After you did what? But I can do the will of God and have patience because what? I know I'm going to get the promise. Right? I can just let it all work itself out. My, I just, I lock it on God's will. I let God worry about the promises, right? Right? And so we don't need to, like, we want to control everything. We want to know, is, is it going to be Friday? God, is it going to happen Friday? Next Friday? I know you, you about to do it. December 25th, Christmas. I know, it's, that's going to be a good Christmas present. And you in your own head. Just let it work. Let it play itself out. You might not be ready for Christmas. New Year's for that man. Like you might have to, you might have to wait for the, the springtime. Some of us might have to wait till harvest time in September. Depending on what your foundation is ready to handle. Is your character ready to handle what your gifting wants to produce? All right? So it's not about if, you, if, if, if God has it for you and if you can do it it's about if you can handle it, right? So that's, that's our part in staying locked into his word. All right, so, so I'll, I'll give you some scripture here. Uh, Psalm 55. Psalm 55. We're going to start with verse 4. All right, so I'm going to read 4 through 8 and 16 and 17, but I'm going to read those together. And this is like sometimes the process to wear it. So the psalmist wrote this. My heart is sore pained within me. And the terrors of death are falling upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me. And horror has overwhelmed me. And I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. For then I would fly away and be at rest. So I'm tempted to flee. It says, lo, then I would wander off. And remain in the wilderness. Like who wants to be in a wilderness? Good idea at the time, right? But who wants to be in the wilderness? Some of us in our heart of hearts, we've said these things, ended up in wilderness and we're complaining about the wilderness that we chose to fly away to, right? Now, uh, at the end of that passage, it says, Selah, think on this, right? Then uh, 16 says, I would hasten. Again, I don't have it split out, but I believe this is 16. I got it all jumbled together. It says, I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. As for me, I will, I will call upon God. So this is someone that was going through the process we always process through and realized, hold on a second. I can go out in that wilderness. I can do whatever I want, but I'm just bringing a mess in the wilderness with no resources. I think I'm going to call on God, <laughs> right? He says, as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Evening, evening and morning and noon will I pray. So, so I'm pretty serious about this. So I'm not just going to pray in a moment. I'm going to be mind, just as mindful as pray as the devil wants me to worry. Right? Evening, morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud. And he shall hear my voice. Right? So as you're going through the process, then drop down to verses 22 and 23. Same passage, 22 and 23. Right? It says this. It says, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But, but thou, O God, shall bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. So what he's saying is, no matter what comes at you, trust God's going to deliver you out of it. All things work together for good. No matter how it looks, uh, so, uh, Isaiah 41.10. I know I'm going a little fast, but it is on video, right? Isaiah 41.10. So I want to make sure you guys get a couple things. That's why I'm speeding up somewhat. Isaiah 41.10. All right. It says, uh, so, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, 
For I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And the word dismayed means don't be distressed or in anxiety towards anything. Now we know that Philippians 4, 6 says be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be worried for nothing. There's three different translations, right? But, but this is what he's saying. He said, hey, 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 I got you. Don't be dismayed. I got you. Let it work. Let it work itself out. Because you can only control what you can control. Worry doesn't help nothing. That only, it, it only, well, that's not true. It does help. It helps the adversary introduce negative possibilities on the canvas of your imagination. Have you focus on them to a point where you manifest what you didn't want. Yeah. That's the only thing worry helps. Okay? All right, so uh, Luke 14, 9 through 15. All right, we're going to go here. And, and, and the backdrop here is this. Some of, just about all of us want to be fulfilled in life. Some of us don't know it yet. Some of us don't want to even think about that because the possibilities are supposed it doesn't happen. I got my hopes up. We process through stuff like that. Uh, some of us uh, have been discouraged because they were believing and, 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 and some, some bad things happened, but they didn't see that there was... Uh, they were being equipped for something better. Some people settle for less than God wants them to have, right? You, you have so many different things lined up. The bottom line is lock into God, go at God's pace, and let things organically manifest. Now, I thought this, this, this whole parable was, was, was something else, um, and it really locks into just letting things work. Uh, starting at verse 9, it says, And he that bade thee, uh, and him uh, come and say to thee, give this man place and thou begin with shame to take the Lord's room. Now, I don't know why I started there, but the backdrop is, is the, uh, he says, when somebody invites you something, don't run to the front seat. <laughs> he said, because the person that, that invited you may come and may have already established those seats from other people and then send you to the back. Now you feel bad. It says just grab a seat and allow somebody to call you to the front, right? Let it play itself out. I went to a major conference. Uh, we went to a major conference, and when we got there, you know, they had color-coded seating because they, what they wanted to do is it was in a, a convention center in Pittsburgh, so they wanted everybody to eventually have good seats. So they rotated the colors. So the color to your badge is where you sat. Well, our color was all the way in the back of the the building. So we sat there, sat there, made, met a couple that was telling us about the, the, the background and the, of, of this man of God, supernatural man of God. And so then, you know, because I used to serve as a, what they call an armor bearer, I noticed people moving around. So I said, so, I said, so, so <laughs> I said, what's going on? She says, well, it's freezing outside. So a lot of people haven't showed up. So we're, we're allowing people to shift their seats. I said, for real? So, so we moved. I think we was like six row or whatever. Uh, but that's as close as we can get. So somebody came to us and said, hey, you, you guys want to move up front? Sure. So convention center, this is the, this is the platform that seats over here. I don't think they have seats on this side. No, it was seats over here. But these were like pastors and people like that. I, I, we were just ministers. We weren't pastors. What, like senior pastors, like, all, like look like a VIP section or something. Well, the person sat us over there. So somebody had invited me to come out. And so I saw him coming. He had a front row seat and he's got on his phone. He's walking up the aisle. He, you know, he calls me. He's like, where you at? I said, I'm, I'm up front. <laughs> so he turned around. Now we're over here. He's up front, like up here. So he, so he says, well, come with me. So then he sits me, well, you, well, y'all sitting right there in that row, right? So we're sitting in that row, me and my wife sitting in the row. Guy comes out from the back, one of the, the administrators. He just started talking to us, right? He just talked. He said, so remember that book I gave you, right? And I was like, you ain't give me no book. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't even know you, right? And so he starts talking with us, and, and I forgot what, something, what else he said, but he said, he said tell you what. Come on, come on up here. So he moves us from where you guys are sitting to the front row. Major conference, like we, for me, 
I want to be in the front row. I'm, wherever the power of God is flowing, I want to be as close as possible. If I can't get the front row, I want to be in the aisle. So if the man of God come by, like, like, like supernaturally, I'm, I'm extracting all his power. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how I'm rolling. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, oh, no, you shouldn't have came by me, brother. You're going to be a little, with a little less power when you go back, right? <laughs> that, that, that's that's how, I, how I've grown up in the kingdom, right? So now I'm up front. Like, cool. So the guy comes back. He's talking to us. He says, you know, he says, tell you what, if I can get you on the platform, I will. Now, I've never been there. I don't know what he's talking about. I'm good. I'm in the front row. Like, he says, and so he walks away. Praise and worship. Going to be doing praise and worship. This guy comes, grabs me by my arm and says, you're going on the platform. So he puts me back over there with the, the senior pastors or whatever. They were over there waiting to come up on the platform because they had rows on the platform. So I go up there with them. So I'm sitting up there. I'm not, I'm, I'm in the story with this. But I'm sitting up there looking down at my wife by like here. She's looking at me like, what are you doing up there? And I'm looking at her like, <laughs> I have no idea. Now some other supernatural stuff happened. Uh, some phenomenal supernatural stuff happened in that meeting. But the trip is that happened the whole time. Matter of fact, that day, I was like, babe, I don't know how we're going to eat. Everything around here closed at 10. Because I scout. When I go places, I scout. Like, I'm not the person going to I said, everything closed at 10. The guy that I was with, he says, you're going to be our guest. I said, oh, okay, good. Maybe, you know, maybe they have food in their room. Or, you know, maybe it's a late restaurant. We go in the back. We walk into the back of the convention center. They have a whole VIP set up. So he says, he says, you're going to meet the man, you know, the, the guy that ran the whole thing. So we go back there, they, they, I mean, it was stuff I, I'd never seen, like I'd never even had. And these people got chocolate-covered shrimp. <laughs> it's like, I, I said, oh, y'all, y'all be doing it up back here. <laughs> but the trip is, we started in the back is my point. No hustle, no nothing. And we, we was back there talking to people. We wasn't back there like, man, I can't believe we always. I don't like sitting in the back. I'll just let you know. Because there's too many people in the front and I can get easily distracted. I'd rather sit in the front and everybody behind me. So I could be locked in. But she'll tell you, we were just talking to people. Hey, how you doing? So, so you, are you from here? You know, just, you know, just like we wasn't like, I can't believe we back here. We ended up in the front. And so this is saying... Uh, and he that bade thee and uh, him come and say to thee, give this man place and thou begin uh, with shame to take the lowest room. So he says, he moves you from the front to the back. He says, but when thou art bidden, go and sit in the lowest room or the lowest seat. And when he, and he that biddeth thee cometh, he may say unto thee, friend, go up higher. Then shall thou have worship in the presence of them that see that meet with thee. For whosoever exalted himself shall be abased or made low. He that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Right? Then said he also to him that bade him, when thou maketh a dinner or supper, call not thy friends, nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen, nor thy rich neighbors, lest, lest they also bid thee again, and a recompense be made of thee. So in other words, you owe us, <laughs> right? It says, when thou maketh the feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee. In other words, they can't give you nothing, and they're not going to ask nothing from you. For thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. And when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. So what, it, so what it's saying is the way the kingdom works is let it work. Let it play itself out. Stop jockeying for position. Stop putting your hands on it. Let it just evolve. Now somebody call you to a higher position, take it. You know, a person call you up front, go ahead and take it. Because that's God putting you in a position. You know, but, but, but watch and stay off of the hustle. The hustle. Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Because our natural, the, the flesh always wants to save face, hustle, push, right? Run up in folk face. Just let, let the relationship play out. It's a whole nother impact when you know you had nothing to do with it. 
Nothing. It's a whole nother flow. And, and you know, when I think about this, okay, again, I always say this, I know I'm older than some, younger than others, but at 61, she will tell you, I haven't put my hands on none of the process of me growing in ministry. Yeah, we got, we, we, we were, we experienced a lot of favor from God and man to, to, to get, to come someplace we've never been before with just $1,625. But if you interview, and some people come to the church, interview them. I ain't hustle, I ain't throw no hints. Yeah, you know, we doing okay, but you know, if we just had 50 thou, we'd be doing a lot better. <laughs> I didn't do that. A lot of people didn't have no clue. They had no clue. And some people, God moved on their heart. One person moved, God moved on a person's heart. And when I was asking them, like, what are you doing? The person texted me obedience. And this person had put $10,000 in our bank account. It never happened to me before. I knew the person for years. Never asked the person for nothing. Didn't tell the person our situation. We were down to maybe $400. Like, in our, in our savings account, in a place that we've never been before in our entire life. I didn't call up, yo, my man, we got bills to pay. Could you hook a, hook a brother up? No. God took care of it. Every step of the way. So, so, so I'm, I'm just saying we have to get to a place where we let some things play out. You know, it's a song by, I think it's Vicky Yohi, In the Waiting, and, and, and so, so what you do in the waiting is let some things play out. Again, Jeremiah 29, 11. God, God knows the thoughts that he has for you. Uh, uh, Romans 8, 28. All things work together, what? For those that love the Lord. A call what? What is that? According to his purpose. You guys are singers. To be on the same accord, that's a harmony thing, ain't it? Yeah. That's, that's, you're, in harm, you're in agreement, right? Yes. Yeah, y'all ain't singing different notes up here, are you? Well, at least not trying to. <laughs> As Gerard said, not trying to, right? <laughs> right? So you have to be in harmony. So, so it's, nice, it's, it's, it's not just all things work together for good. We have to love the Lord. So that means we're not loving ourselves more than God. And we have to be in harmony with his purpose. We have to stay on that narrow path. And it says all things work together for our good. If we're on that path. Look, I'm on the right path. No matter how, what happens, I was like, it just has to work itself out. Now, I don't know what the wisdom from here is, but I know there's some wisdom. And I know God's going to work it out. And, and what happens is if you're on the right path and you let it work, guess what? Okay, so let's say, remember, remember you, got, you got seduced over here? You remember? Remember when you got seduced? Y'all remember when you got this deuce over here? We want to flow in the prophetic gifts. So I can remind you. It's okay. Just keep going. Just okay. Just keep going. Okay. Remember, remember you got this deuce over here, right? All right. So this is what for all intents and purposes, purposes for what we're talking about. This was a loss, right? Now, when you experience loss, everybody flow different, right? Some people, what, get depressed? Some people go, well, I done blew it now. I can't do nothing right. But no, it's not everything that's going wrong. It's this, right? right? But sometimes you are. I, I can't do. And then you, you, but the trip is you still here, ain't you? Yeah. Why are you complaining, tripping, whatever you're doing? You still here, right? But we don't want to be here, do we? We want to get back over here, right? Right? We're over here. When you get over here, you know what happens? God takes that loss and converts it into wins. But he can't do it with you over there. You got to get back in the presence of God. Now you can't, as Pastor Mel says, I don't know how. I just know that he will. So over here you're going, well, I don't know how God can fix this. I don't blown it. I've never seen nobody get out of this. Now, I'm like, I really messed up. I was told by my mama, my daddy, my friends, my cousins, my aunt, everybody, don't get here. But I'm here. I just can't see it. I just can't see it. So now, you're all wise. If you can see it, then it can happen. But if you can't see it, it can't happen. But you're the same person that couldn't see you was going to get a loss over here. 
So maybe you can't see how to get out of it. But the scripture says don't look at the things that you see for they're temporal, subject to change. Look at the things that you can't see for they're eternal, right? 2 Corinthians 4.18. We got that? So get out of your head and get back on the path, right? Because God's going to convert that loss into a win. I think about Joshua, Joshua uh, chapter 7 and Joshua chapter 8. So God gave them instructions like he gives us. He told them to stay away from the accursed things. Right? You're going to, you're going to go into, um, about to move you to the promised land, whatever you, don't take their stuff. They worship in the wrong gods. You know, so if you take on their stuff, just like when uh, the servant took the clothes that had leprosy in them, and he got leprosy. He says, just don't take their stuff. I don't care how shiny it looks. I don't care if the gold's worth billions of dollars. Nothing they have, I want you to have, okay? Because there's been curses absorbed in all their stuff. So Achan sees some gold. He like, it might not have been gold, but I think it was close. I think I'm close. Yeah, he, he just took stuff that we think is beautiful. He's like, ah, just, just a few, few trinkets. And he went and hit him because he believed nobody was watching. <laughs> Well, well the, 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 every, they lost, everybody lost the battle. Not just Achan. Because they were in harmony and agreement with the presence of God. He opened the door for the devil to get in and curses to get in. So they lost, they lost, they lost the battle. Joshua rinses clothes, falls on his face. Well, we could have stayed on the other side of the Jordan and lost. I'm believing you to cross the Jordan supernaturally and to take this promised land that you promised Moses and everybody else. I mean, I understand what you're doing, God. God says, I'm doing the same thing I always do. Y'all not doing what I told you. He said, what are you talking about? Somebody took it a curse thing. And then they figured out who did it which was aching enough, <laughs> right? They figured out who did it. God said, now what I want you to do is we're going to take that loss and turn it into a victory. Now I want you to go out like you've done before. But this time I want you to send people to ambush. Now I want you to run like you did the last time. Remember when they kicked you behind and you ran? I want you to run like you did the last time or run into the ambush. And they end up defeating them because there was a previous loss. Oh, God can convert those losses into victory. Keeping it real, there's some things that you believe you can do. God wants you to do it, but not without him. And some things he's going to send you back down that same path, but with him. But we keep trying to go on our own, doing it our way. My power, my might. See, see, the thing is, we got to let things work. Like, like, I think about Daniel. Daniel go, went into the lion's den. How many of us would have done that? We would have complained to God. Man, I'm serving you. I'm praying three times a day. I'm fasting, eating the right things. You already got us in captive, captivity. Now you're going to have me eating up by lions because I was praying for you. That's how we would respond. But then you don't respond that way because he was on that narrow path. He had life and peace. He was like, even though it looks like this is a trap, well, you just have to figure something out. I'm just let it play itself out. I'm going to go into the lion's den. And he ends up getting promoted at another level. Him and his boys. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They, Abednego, they allowed themselves to go to the furry, furry finest. Fur, fiery furnace. What did I say? Furry finest? <laughs> It sounded right. Just sounded right. <laughs> Close. Right? Right? And, and so, so this is the thing. Sometimes you got to allow, allow yourself to go through the criticism. Look bad. Yeah. You, you, okay, I know this is, this is not, this is fictitious or fiction in a way. Right? Clark Kent looked like an idiot to everybody. But he's a Superman. 
He didn't worry about what people thought about him because he knew he was super on the inside. <laughs> right? Do you know you super on the inside? Greatest heat is in, in, in me than heat is in the world. We be quoting those scriptures, right? From scriptures. So don't allow panic, stress, or life circumstances to scare you out of the presence of God. Let it work out, right? See, see the panic and stress tempts us to leave out of the presence of God because life circumstances are talking or rather screaming. No, no, no. Stay, stay. Let it work. Let it work out. Let them, let them talk. Okay, I hear you. That's what your mouth say. Ignore them like you've been ignoring your parents and, and good advice for years. How about ignoring all the, temp, the tempters like you ignore everybody else? You know, that good information. If somebody give you good wisdom and you go to somebody else and ask them, what do you think? Then they give you good wisdom and go to somebody else. What do you think? And you good wisdom goes to somebody else. And you don't realize you finally get to the person that's giving you the wisdom that the first person gave you because that's where they got it from. <laughs> you spend all that time, just go ahead and do it. But we're afraid. We want somebody to give us wisdom that includes what's going to convenience us at the same time. Doesn't work that way, right? So Hebrews 13, 6, uh, we're about to close out, so I'm going to just read that, okay? Uh, it says, so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper, boldly say this, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. All right? I, I, was, I, I didn't bring it up, but they had, uh, I think, Ms. Martin, you said something about this today. I was like, he don't know. We're talking about that today. <laughs> right? You know. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. All right? I already gave you Philippians 4, 6, right? Be careful for nothing. And, and James chapter 1. James chapter 1, 2 through 4. Anybody know that? Survival kit. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. you Count all joy when you fall into what? Divers or dipping tips and trials. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. That patience have is what? Perfect, complete work. So, so that means I can't be patient just in the moment. I got to live in patience. I can't, I can't panic and get out of letting it play itself out, letting it work. Let patience have its perfect, perfect work that, you, that we may be what? Perfect, complete, matured, and entire. Having all we need, lacking nothing. See, when we don't let it work, we're cheating ourselves from some other stuff we're going to need along the way. Right? Uh, Second Corinthians says, having all sufficiency in all things. Imagine if you had all sufficiency in all things. You were lacking nothing. The Lord is really your shepherd and you shall not want. You can just let some things play out. Right? But, but all those things are true, but we allow the adversary and people to get in our head and distract us from them. So we panic. Every time, like when I first started living for God, like all, stuff, all types of crazy stuff start happening. So the temptation is, I mean, stuff was bad, you know, as I was coming up in Newark. But it wasn't crazy. Well, at least I didn't see it as crazy, maybe because I was in the stupor most of the time. But when I start living for God, well, a combination, I'm, I'm, I'm actually sober, living for God. So maybe, I, maybe I'm looking at it different. But it seemed like it was crazier. So the temptation is what? Well, at least I was used to what I was dealing with. Right? So, so I'm going to go back. And get back into to, to, to my, my way of hustling and gaming and manipulating people. At least that was my thought. But something in me was like, well, you already been there. Why'd you want to leave if it was so good for you? You still haven't seen how this stuff plays out. So I said, hey, I gave my all to the world to... Didn't know what I was doing to, to the devil, but it, obviously I was. I wasn't doing it for God. I said, why can't I just give my all to God? 
If it don't work, at least I can justify, you know, my running or if I decided to run. But it works. It works. I'm so glad. <laughs> he, uh, Minister James said, it's working. Right? And that's the thing. So, there, I, so whatever comes, God just... There's so many things that happen in our lives. We'd be like, well, babe, uh, it's a surprise to us, but it's not a surprise to God. That's our number one line when, it, when something crazy happens. Well, that was a surprise to us, but it's not a surprise to God. And if you knew the situation, you'd be like, nah, brother, you need to figure out what to do. Nah, it's a surprise to us, not a surprise to God. And every time he's worked it out. You, you guys have been in some situations you thought you'd never get out of. But look at you. <laughs> All right, that, 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 we, I didn't mean it like that. I, I, didn't, mean, I, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Fast man. All right, so that's all for, that's, that's all for today. Uh, this is the time in the service if you have any thoughts, questions, or something that really stimulates you in the service, um, uh, we offer the microphones for people to share. Or if you're online, you could either chat it or you can call into our call-in line, give us your thoughts, just put your TV on mute.